This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London Weekend Review, brought to you by Anything Is Possible, AIP.media. And I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face, only a few hours after I've come home in the taxi. I was better get the last train home. I was trying to send the kids home with somebody else and they weren't having any of it. So they stayed up late and then I stayed up late. And before we knew it, there's all sorts of after hours going on. And I put myself in a taxi and I went to bed and I thought, oh, no. I've got to do a podcast here. My name is Billy Grant and I'm sitting here in the virtual joint. I know I've got my buddies in the house. I've got Gemma, the Gemstat in the house. Gemma, how are you? Um, apart from the COVID, I am absolutely fabulously fine. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's why, like I said to you, you know, it's it's that time of year. It's that, well, it's, that time of, it's that time of our lives as it is like, you know, but at least we're keeping ourselves socially distanced very much in the virtual joint, as they say. Listen, we've got a new bee in the house as well. We've got Lewis Holmes, the bee in the place. Lewis, how are you? I'm very good. Cheers, Bill. Yeah, that's all good. I see you're all smiling after the result last night. Last minute winner. You can't beat a last minute winner. We'll talk about that in a bit. This is the weekend review. We go through the match bit by bit. We go through different sections, different subjects, things that made us feel happy, things that made us feel sad. You know, even the stinker of the game. We talk about that. But listen, we're going to go straight into this because I'm going to ask you, Gemma, what were your main takeaways from that match? My main takeaway was that we got away with it. It was, honestly, it was a hard watch most of the game. It was super frustrating. Uh, but gosh, doesn't it feel different having got the win? I mean, don't get me wrong, everyone put on a shift. You know, they worked really hard. Individually, people played well. But together as a team, things weren't just firing. Um, Whistler, I didn't think, looked fit at all, bless him. He was getting as much joy running around that pitch as I was getting up the stairs with his chest. Um, but hopefully that's just match fitness. But no, I mean... Most of the game, no, not happy, but what what a difference a couple of goals makes, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I'm going to ask the question and listen, if you want to check out the, the post-match podcast where we spoke to the fans, both Brentford and Watford fans, they gave an absolutely brilliant account of that game. It was a game of like, oh no, it's going on. Oh, this is absolutely brilliant. Like, So Jeff, you check that out. But one thing that we said is that you have to look at our team it's been chopped and changed so much. I mean, you don't even know what the starting lineup is going to be half the time. So surely for us to get anything out of that game was actually good, Gemma. Oh, phenomenal. I mean, you know, 
you, you, you get what you're watching it you're getting frustrated you're like oh it's like these people haven't met no one knows where they're supposed to be and then you think no hang on no no one knows where they're supposed to be this is because everyone's playing out of position or they don't play very regularly and all of that but my goodness i mean there was work in that game and when we did manage to start to get some momentum and start to get that energy in the game actually by then you just couldn't see us couldn't see us losing it yes that was the last 10 minutes yes it was a little bit stressful before then uh, and after then but i mean fantastic it just what what a difference those goals made well, obviously a difference they made because it got us three points we actually won the game lewis Holmes, the B, tell us what your main takeaways were from that game. Thomas Frank gets a lot of stick for his substitutions sometimes, but I think he absolutely got spot on last night. Janelle and Force, sorry, Godos and Force, when they came on, made a massive difference to like the energy levels and that after those substitutions, it was just all Brentford, I thought. Like I didn't really, you know, Watford really couldn't get themselves back into the game. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's worth sort of highlighting because like I say, sometimes Tommy gets a bit of stick for his subs and changed the game last night it did and 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 you say that i mean substitutions interestingly because um you know uh he, he brought on godos who, who who beforehand godos actually hadn't had great games had he so i mean he, he made a big difference to this game didn't he lewis he did, yeah. I think I think Godos really sort of likes kind of niggly, needly games. Like he sort of, you know, he totally was looking for that penalty right in the last minute. You know, he was, and it was a needless tackle by the Watford fella. But Godos was absolutely kind of, I can get something out of this definitely. And he kind of he goes for sort of that sort of situation where he thinks he might get something out of it. And um, not many of our team do that. And I think he was a really key player when he came on. He's a very clever player, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So listen, and for me, the main takeaways for me is that uh, Friday is is better than Sunday as far as we're concerned when it comes to football <laughs> matches, like, you know, uh, especially when they, uh, when you can have a late night home and a few drinks after you've won the game as well. Uh, also, the other thing is I've got no idea, like literally not saying what our first, I've got no idea what our first team is going to be on, on, on Tuesday or next Saturday or anything like that, because literally players, you, you write them off or probably not write them off, but you get disappointed about them. Then they come in and they actually have a, they have a bit of a shift, like, you know, so for me I listen I'll just say Thomas Frank listen just do what you have to do because obviously you know what's going on a lot better than us also I think that the also the other main takeaway for me is that things are looking up for us because to me this month was finger in the damn time we talked about it before the game and you know a lot of people saying we can't lose to Watford and I was thinking well if we know if we lose to Watford I'm not be funny all we need to do is probably pick up maybe three points over the you know between now and the end of the month you know just to keep us are head above water because don't forget the teams who are in the relegation zone they have to win their matches they have to keep winning so we just need to get three or four points and keep our you know head above the water but for me actually looking at what's going on here at the moment now and the fact that we've got those three points i think it means that i'm not i'm not saying we're in the clear i think we're in a very good position um, I think that things are positive because we've got players coming back. We've got, um, we've got, you know, like I said, good, good players coming back. We've got injuries coming back as well. So all I'm trying to say to you is that those three points for me, my main takeaway, were a very important three points because it kind of makes us relax a little bit against Man United and we can just go out and do our thing. Whereas beforehand, I think that we might have had a little bit of pressure against Man United if we had lost that game. So anyway, we're going to go to Mike Parkin from the Watford podcast, The Rookery End. He's going to give his takeaways from an opposition view on that match. Hello, Bissotted. This is Mike from the Watford podcast, From the Rookery End. Uh, it's Saturday morning and I feel like I've just woken up from uh, 
a nightmare. I had to scratch my head this morning when I woke up and try and piece together what happened last night and whether it actually did come to pass. And uh, yeah, apparently it did finish Brentford 2, Watford 1. Um, I thought it was a poor game. I thought Brentford were fully deserving of their, their win on the on their second half performance. To be perfectly frank, I thought both teams were, were poor. There was misplaced passes from from both sides. Neither team really found any rhythm um, until Brentford in the second half really just stuck to their shape and forced Watford back. Um, and yeah, the, the late two goals I felt were, were absolutely inevitable. You won't get any complaints from me. Brentford really... Uh, good for their win on the on the on the balance of of play. Unfortunately, um, first trip to the to the Brentford Community Stadium. Um, thought, I thought, to be perfectly honest, I thought the atmosphere was a, a little bit flat, um, left a little bit to be desired. But I think that was more down to the to the nature of the game than anything really. Um, just poor two two poor performances. I'm going to say two poor teams, but I think that would be a little bit harsh on. On Brentford, but yeah, the it, the the fair was pretty, pretty, um, pretty poor, and I think that that lent itself to a pretty flat, flat atmosphere, really. So not much to write home about uh, there at all. So yeah, there you go. I think Watford Masters had their own downfall. Uh, didn't show any of the things that I was hoping they were going to show. Sort of going forward, that that front three have proved themselves to be pretty dynamic at times. Uh, but not a bit of it, uh, not a bit of it at Brentford, and, and yeah, I spoke in the, in the pre-match pod about how bad Watford's defence was, and it's uh, there you go, you got to see it for yourselves there at the end there in that in that penalty had several options to get the ball away uh, before committing a completely mindless challenge to give uh, to give Brentford the the penalty in the 95th minute. So well done, lads. Enjoy your weekends. I think you were you were good value for the uh, good value for the win. That takes you up into to twenty points, and you can enjoy your, your Christmas already. I think. But for uh, for Watford, it's looking like a uh, a long season. And uh, if you want to know what the championships like, I'll uh, perhaps come back on let you let next next season and let you know how we're getting on down there. All the best. See you at the Vic. Cheers, boys. So that was Mike Parkin. From the Rookery End Watford podcast. But anyway, moving forward, I'm going to ask you what the Brentford eye catcher was. Lewis. Uh, it's in Buemo for me, hands down. Um, he never, ever, I mean, he never stops running anyway, but he was like lightning last night. He was absolutely phenomenal, chasing everything. Um, didn't, you know, trying to make stuff where there wasn't stuff. Like, he didn't, I don't think he had that much um, backup from midfield in the first half. Again, I'll go back to saying that substitutions changed it. They gave him a bit more sort of confidence, I guess. But the guy just did not stop chasing every single kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Every single lost cause trying to create something. Um, and to take that penalty, to step up and take, it's the first penalty that anyone other than Ivan Tony has taken since, I think, July last year. Um, and in the 95th minute, like the the stones on that guy to not only take it and to bury it, like my hero. I'm going to ask you a question. I mean, when he stood up to take that penalty, what were you thinking? <laughs> I mean, I couldn't actually make the game, so unfortunately, I was watching it from home. But Billy, I was literally behind the sofa, mate. I was absolutely terrified, and I. Ha, ha, um, hold my hands up. I thought he was going to miss it. I thought, he, you know, he's hit the woodwork seven or eight times. He's had so many chances that haven't gone in. And I really thought, oh, God, it's going to be another one. And it's just going to weigh on him. And he was like ice. I was honestly, I was so happy. Scared the dogs jumping up celebrating. 
I've got to ask you though. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I turned around and when that penalty came, and I shouldn't have said it at the time, I just turned around to the person beside me. I went, Trotter. And they went, no, no, Bill, you can't say that. Like, you know, so, you know, if they missed it, it would have been my fault. Anyway, so anyway, listen, Gemma, your Brentford eye-catcher. Uh, my Brentford eye-catcher was Janel. Um, I mean, with, like, it was close between him and Brian, but for me, okay, it wasn't his most perfect performance, but he's done an amazing job out of position. Um, he still found the time and the energy to do, like, his midfield role as well as defending somehow you know he was actually involved quite a lot going forward still especially you know a bit later in the game um and his his balls going into the box i think are just getting better and better and better um to the point where i think i'd probably have him on all of the dead ball stuff right now um because he just seems to have his eye in um there was a there was a point where i think it was uh, him and godos who was stood over a ball and i'm like look let jan not take it it didn't and he I think Sky's guided over at the back of the goal. But I just thought for someone who's obviously been asked to kind of do a bit of an extra job or do a bit of a different job, and he just absolutely grew in that game and you couldn't take your eyes off him. Um, so, yeah, phenomenal for me. Okay, and just going, going to do some scores. I always forget the scores sometimes, but now because I get so excited, like, you know, just give us a score out of 10 for Janelle Gemma. I think I think an eight out of ten, a different eight out of ten than if he'd been just doing his normal thing. But yeah, eight out of ten, great effort. And Lewis from Bumo, um, I'd probably give him an eight, an eight as well, actually. That's all right. And for me, I thought Norgard was tremendous in the centre of the park as well. Again, that no giving up attitude as well. The recoveries that he did, you know, Watford were literally, I mean, Watford literally uh, put about 45 people behind the ball and they just literally were just like waiting for extra time to sort of, you know, to, to the clock to run down and then to sort of go, yeah, we got a point or three points out of this. But literally, again, that fighting attitude and Norgard, even when we sort of gave the ball away, then he'd come back in and win the ball back and he passed the ball. I just thought he was he was tremendous in that game. So I'm going to give Norgard, who is, uh, you know, like I said, he's he's also, he's a constant in that Brentford side for us as well. And I've given him, I'm going to give him an eight, uh, an 8.5 out of 10, because I just think that, you know, we needed somebody inside there to have that, especially in the second half, like, which is all good. So I'll tell you what, I'm going to come back as well, just quickly, just the game itself. I mean, we gave our main takeaways. Gemma, give me a mark overall for the game. Overall, I'm going to go a seven. Um, I mean, Bar the last 10 minutes, it would have been a five. Um, but yeah, no, seven, seven out of 10. And Lewis? Um, yeah, I'd agree with Gemma. I think seven is probably fair. It was pretty turgid for the first hour or so, but we, we kept it going. And yeah, the last 10 minutes elevates it completely. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it a seven out of ten as well because it, you know, talking about the game itself is different to talking about the atmosphere, which we'll come on to a little bit later. But moving on, okay, we've talked about the Brentford eye catcher. Who is the opposition danger person for you, Lewis? Um, it was Emmanuel Dennis, obviously. Um, I mean, he's in. He's in really good form at the moment um, and I was looking forward to watching him. And yeah, he terrified me whenever he got anywhere near the ball. I don't. I still can't quite walk work out what happened with the goal it was like our Brentford players were all rooted to the spot like literally grown roots but you can't allow that guy that much space that much time and yeah he just he um looked really really good and I was very impressed with him yeah so yeah Emmanuel Dennis give us a score out of 10 um I'd probably give him a, a six and a half maybe a seven okay seven out of ten just give him a seven out of ten Gemma um, look, mine was Dennis as well. To me, it was clear he was the, he was the guy for for pretty much the whole of that match. Um, I was not 
desperately disappointed because I just subbed him into my uh, fantasy league side that morning. That's all um, your fault. So I, I was thinking, well, no, normally that's the opposite effect. Um, I also had him in, actually. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I was thinking, well, look, you know, if anyone's going to score, then it's, I'm, I'm less upset if it's going to be him. Um, I mean, all that goal was a gift from us in lots of ways, but I do love a good header, and that, that was one. Uh, he was just sharp, eye-catching the whole time. Um, yes, a makeshift defence, but you got the impression he probably would have scored or had a, a decent chance of scoring against our, our main defence, to be fair. Um, yeah. Although, I have to do a little honourable mention oh. um, for their goalie, old Batman, as I call him. Batman. He, um, he, he, he did all right, and he's had a rough old time, hasn't he, over the season. But I thought he actually looked pretty solid against us, unfortunately. Yeah. I think it's a fair call there, actually, Jim. I mean, he, he he pulled off, if not one, if not a couple of saves at least, which really, you know, I mean, we were talking about it in that game. We are thinking, look, you know, people say, this is terrible, Brentford. And I was going, well, not be funny. They're goalkeepers. Like, you know, he's kept them in the game as well. You know, they got the one goal, but he kept them in the game. So to be fair, yeah, that's a good call as well on the back. But you're going to go for Dennis and you're going to give the Dennis yeah. man how many uh, uh, out of ten? Seven and a half. Seven and a half out of ten. And for me as well, you know, I think this is a uh, a raw flush or whatever it is, a full house, whatever it may be. I'm going to go Dennis as well, even though I thought King as well had a good game for Watford. But Dennis, you know, he scored the goal. He caused us problems. Like I said to you, first half was, main, was obviously the, the main the main time that, that, that the problems were called. But, you know, to be fair to him, Dennis had a good game as well. I'm going to give him a 7 out of 10, like, you know, which is all good. Let's move it on. Let's move it on because obviously there's uh, there's good moments there's also some bad moments and it could be of the match. It could be of the day. It could be anything. What was the stinker of the day or the match for you, Lewis? Um, the stinker, and I'm sorry after Jem bigged him up, but um, the stinker for me is um, Barkman's Oscar-worthy performance in his little tussle with Brian and Buemo. Um, I, I don't know what he was thinking there. I have no idea what he was thinking. There was nothing going on whatsoever. And the dude was like best supporting actor, like all over the deck. Absolutely. You know, you, I know it happens all the time, but you expect better. You really expect better. I thought that was really quite poor. And on telly as well, where that could be replayed time and time and time again. He, you know, he's, he's better than that. Okay, so they, I mean, so you're not happy with uh, you're not happy with him at all, the the the, the or Batman as you call him. <laughs> um, it's that specific moment, like he he, you know, going back to the his good points, he made some really good saves, but that specific moment when you're playing in front of the world, the world is watching. Literally, you don't need to do that, man. It's silly. No, it's it was embarrassing. Good. It was yeah. embarrassing to watch that aspect. That aspect, and he'd had such a good game. And, yeah. and you, you know, you're looking at it as, look, we can we can all be a bit shithousey ourselves, as we know. And you're sort of looking for where was that? Did something happen? And like, no, nothing happened. No, not um, at all. Maybe he just need a rest. <laughs> maybe he needed Robin, you know, in the place, like, you know. <laughs> look, uh, Lewis, are you going to give us a mark out of 10? What, for Backman? Yes. A stinker. Uh, That's um, a stinker. As a, as a, on a stinker scale. A stinker scale. That, that specific stinker was probably a seven. Okay, all right. That's not. I mean, it's quite stinky, but it's not. It's not. It it didn't smell the house out at all, though. You know what I'm saying? Uh, It wouldn't clear uh, a room. (laughs) Good, Gemma. Um, I mean, personally, the stinker for me is being stuck at home, isolating, and not being able to make it to the match. But um, more widely, I think um, the set pieces for me, and not not just set pieces we're taking, but set pieces we're defending. I think where it was looked at as a strength earlier in the season, and okay, the personnel have been different. 
um, you know, and people talk about, oh, you know, we've got these, these gold and this is a danger for us. That, that threat has dried up, I think, completely. And also the threat to us has, you know, gone up exponentially. And I think it, it, it's something that makes me either not excited or nervous, depending on the situation now. And it's not, okay, it's not the biggest stinker in this game. It was all right. We won it. Although, God, that goal. But I think moving forward, if we keep it up like this, then it's going to start to be a real problem for us. So, yeah, that, that I just found that so frustrating last night. And uh, give us a, uh, a stinky score out of 10. Uh, it was only, I mean, it was only a sort of five, six. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's one that's got the, the it could be a grower. It's, 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 it's almost like an on, ongoing waft. It's almost like sort of kind of living at the back of a sort of sewer at the back of your house. Like, you know what I'm saying? You can sort of see the smell coming in slowly, like, you know, day on day. And then eventually you, you need to get rid of it or put some extra insulation in your house. Is it, is it like some, one of those Someone ones? needs to change the bin, basically. <laughs> All right. That's cool. And for me, mine's a bit of a boring stinker, actually, because I was just trying to think about it. But I, and, and I suppose there must be so many stinkers because the 80 minutes was there. There's a lot of stinkiness going on there. And you could talk about the sort of giving the ball away at times and you know the way that we played but I just thought actually that last 10 minutes you know you you wipe things from your mind so I'm going to go to actually the opposition fans and I just thought that the Watford fans were uh, they could have been better I know that they're not doing a great time but they were they were quiet even when they they scored their goal uh, and I might be wrong because we normally have our our east stand scout telling us no you're talking absolute nonsense they were absolutely going bonkers but what we could, could see there was like no movement and there wasn't even much singing when they were winning so for me I'm thinking come on Watford you know you're you're near the bottom of the league you need to get the points you're away at Brentford you, you're meant to not like us for at all you know from what we can see from your forums you're one nil ahead and you're not going absolutely guarantee at the away end so I'm going to give them a, a seven out of ten on the stinky scale so which is all good let's move on anyway Let's. Uh, I'm going to ask you, Gemma, straight away to give us your key moment of the match. I mean, there can only be one, and it has to be Pontus' goal, right? I mm-hmm. mean, it, it can't be anything else. I mean, key moment of the month, of the year, I don't know. Um, apart from it was well fought for, um, it just, and I'm so happy for him, it absolutely changed the feel and direction of the game, I think. Um, it just put energy in us. It certainly put energy in the fans. Um, goodness. Uh, if Ponza scores, it's a good day. It's going to be a good day. It's a special occasion. It's a key moment. And uh, I'm so, so pleased for him. Great time to do it. And yeah, fantastic. Uh, I'm going to ask you. Moment. I'm going to ask you, though. I mean, Ponta scores a goal. You see the VAR thing coming up. What did you think at that time? Did you think, oh, no, here we go again? I mean, obviously, yes, of course. Um, although Pontus nearly scoring is actually usually quite a good sign for us, to be fair, because normally that means there's another goal coming along soon. Um, but, yeah, no, look, it, it was much the same as um, the whole penalty business. You just stare thinking, OK, this looks like it could be good, but for sure it's going to kick us. But no, there it was. On side, happy days. Happy day, and there's a lot of confusion in the stadium as well because, like, we saw, you know, you see the goal and it puts the ball in the back of the net, like, yay! And then you turn around, and go Pontus, we go, who is it? Because no one, you never see who scored because, like, we're all really blind in the, in the West End, like you know. Um, and then Pontus, and all of a sudden, Peter Gillen went, and the goal goes to Charlie Good, and everyone's like, oh, 
I thought it was Pontus. Oh, it's Charlie Good. Then I looked on what uh, I looked on um, um, one of the, the the apps out there as well. Like you know, what I'm saying who scored. I think it was or something like that. I looked on it and they said Charlie Good. No, no, no. It's Charlie Good. So Charlie Good was officially down as the scorer of that goal, and there was a lot of confusion. So like Pontus was getting no love whatsoever from the fans, and then they and then the last bit they turned around. Oh no, it wasn't. It was Pontus, and it was like yay. So we almost had like a triple celebration, like the goal itself, <laughs> the VAR, and then the Pontus. So. Uh, uh, yeah, so he I mean, they be... look so alike, don't they? I mean, you can barely <laughs> yeah. tell them apart. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of confusion. So, yeah. So, the key moment for Pontus, which is for you, I'm going to ask you, Lewis, your key moment. Um, I mean, I was going to say Pontus's goal, but I don't want to be too repetitive. So, I've, I'll, 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 I'll highlight the penalty again. 95th minute. Like we've seen, you said it earlier, Bill Trotter. We've seen last minute penalties go against us and to bury it and to nick those points especially after losing points in the very last minute of the game against Leeds in our previous fixture it's it's huge it's a really it's a really really big win when you when you look at it in the big scheme of things so I think the key moment is is nicking the points at the death nicking the points at the I'm going to ask a question to you right us losing two points at Leeds at the death and the aftermath of what happened at Leeds you know you know Bamford injury and all this kind of stuff which has happened at Leeds or us getting two points extra at the death against Watford, which one overall? Because if you can only take one of them, two, which you know, which one overall is better, Lewis? Um, obviously, it's 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 nicking the two points. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the best feeling. Um, we did it against West Ham as well. It's the best feeling to nick the points at the death. It's so so good, especially coming from behind as well. It's a real like flicking the V's at the opposition. It's great. So, so you're saying that would have been better than having the two points at Leeds and then they're not scoring that last minute goal? Is that what you're saying? I think so. I do think so. I'm just not that good a person. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I had to took the points. I had to took the points at Leeds. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even going to pretend it would be anything other than just pure shithousery to upset them in their home ground again. Uh, I just, yeah, no, it, it would be for me. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not very nice. So yeah. this, this is nice. Uh, 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 also, I think Ranieri's face at the end just made me want to cry a little bit. So, you know, if you were going to take points off someone, you know, why not Bielsa? Yeah, <laughs> Bielsa, Bielsa. But anyway, so listen, um, for me, I mean, I'm not, I don't feel sure I that question because I mean, most people out there probably know the answer, even though it was joyous last night seeing it. And we'll talk about the atmosphere a little bit later. So I'll come back onto that. I'm still probably edging on on, on, Emma's, uh, on Gemma's side as well, probably though. I think taking those points on Sunday would have been absolutely tremendous, but we didn't do and we will move on. But it did have its implications, them actually scoring that equaliser because it may affect them overall because they've got lots of injuries or they've got injuries. Plenty because of that goal. I mean, how could Bamford actually injure his hamstring celebrating? What did he injure his hamstring? What take, did he take his shirt off with his leg? You know what I'm saying? When he was like, swinging it around his head, like you know, what's that all about? Anyway, for me, the key moment to me was, and Lewis talked about it early, the substitutions. Marvelous again. He, listen, Thomas Frank. You know, sometimes, like I said, people can have a go at him, but. The one thing I said I learned about Thomas Frank, like I said to you, I watched a little video that he did recently, a coaching video, and he said it's about taking chances, you know, and he goes, sometimes they, they win and sometimes they lose. And that's very, um, very Brentford, you know, um, and the way that we, 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 we run our business, you know, Matthew Benham takes chances and out of 10 times, he'll say, look, if it comes in seven times, it doesn't come in three times. Don't knock the three times it doesn't come in. And I think the same thing, how we play our game. He's come in and he's taken chances. They didn't work against, I can't remember who it was, but it's recent games where they just put some subs and it just, just didn't work at all, you know. Um, but this this time, you know, 
when he made them substitutions, it worked. And I have to admit, he took Henry off and everyone went, what? What's he doing that for? You know, he's the attacking impetus, you know, this, that and the other, the wing back. Who's going to be playing wing back? We went, well, I don't know. It looks like we're going to go flat back four. Oh, no. What's he doing that for? Oh, no. You know, Risa's coming off. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I, my, my derby mate was actually down, sitting down there. And he was going, Risa, he's your best player. You're mad for taking him off, like, you know. But obviously, Thomas knows what he's doing. Rico's crossing wasn't the best, it has to be said. And Risa was doing a lot, but not doing a lot, if that makes sense. And all of a sudden, you know, Godos came on and he... You know, for you know, two, three, four games ago, Godos comes was on, and you're like, oh my god, Godos, what are you doing? But him, literally, he didn't lose the ball. He was an attacking impetus. The way that he got that penalty, he knew exactly what he was doing. You know, and he was great and forced. Like I said, he wasn't. You know, he he didn't score a goal, but him being on the pitch and the runs that he was making was like, you know, he was making Watford very nervous. So fair play to Thomas. You know, he did the business there, and he made them substitutions, and it definitely changed the game. And the fact is that you know. It was only 94 minutes, but if that game was going on and on, we were going to score at some time. We really were. And Watford were literally, they were fingering the dam, trying to keep us out of that. So, which is all good. So anyway, I'm going to ask you, I've got to come to, I think I'm going to come to Gemma first and ask you about the day, the atmosphere, the vibe of that game. Um. Well, it was buzzing in my front room. Uh, no, um, look, I... I'm, I'm in isolation for COVID, so I couldn't go to this game and I can't go to Man Uni game, which I'm trying not to think about because it's too depressing. Um, but watching on the TV, you could very much kind of tell that the atmosphere wasn't largely what it can be and what it has been. And I don't know if it was the cold or people not being, just not being able to get up for two games in a week where one of them's Man U and this isn't it, or or what it was, but it did sound very flat. Um, okay, the, 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 the performance wasn't really giving us energy. I mean, not, not until very, very late in the game. Um, but oh, it, it's such a shame when it's like that. And I, look, I'm as bad a culprit as anyone. I'm not going to say that I'm not. Um, but I think especially when you see the impact we can have and when it's rocking, my goodness, this new stadium, isn't it rocking? It's amazing. Um, every time we can have that, if impact every time we can lift those players and especially those players who aren't normally playing um it makes such a difference but equally when <laughs> when you're not feeling it it's hard to do so yeah it, i don't think from, from from where i was sitting i don't think it was the best atmosphere but look it happens it ended up pretty nice didn't it yeah, yeah. I mean, again, listen, we try and, and we've talked about this a lot, you know, as fans, you know, we try to lift them. You could tell what kind of game this is going to be. And we did the Hey Jude and the Hey Jude was a, you know, probably a, a sort of seven out of ten, a six or seven out of ten before the match. Like, you know, we've seen the nine and the ten out of ten is when you do the Hey Jude. So it was good, but we've seen it's been better. And in the early stages as well, it was OK trying to lift the fans, some good singing and everything like that. Then putting the goal in the back of the net, though, it really kind of did make us flat. And I think that people were just flat and it took a little spark to get them going again. I mean, I'll talk about the away day in a minute, but what I'm going to ask you is that, because obviously you would have seen it because the Neville, I think it was, was it Neville or was it Jamie Carragher said that he felt that, you know, Brentford Stadium was one of his best places to go to. He loved it because the fans get behind the team and he was just, he was bigging us up. So as far as that, we, we see, it's almost like we but, go there week in and week out so we know Phil, what to expect. But at half time, he said it was, um, sorry, but sorry, it was a half time, he was saying the opposite. He was saying, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what this atmosphere is. It's not normally like this. They need to lift it. So at half time, he was up on the roof saying, you know, Brentford fans need to sort of step up. And then, of course, by the end of it, I mean, they looked like they were having the time of their lives, didn't they, him and Cara? But 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't on. But um, this place, I think, almost we've spoiled ourselves. Like last night was probably a, a, a regular to good atmosphere when we think of what it was like when we were in Griffin Park and we would lose all the sound and we were all kind of set in our ways and 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 we've got used now to a different sort of atmosphere in BCS and absolutely you know rocking and last night didn't seem to be it from from where we were sitting but you know it, it happens yeah just give us a mark out of 10 for the atmosphere um six but i'm not i'm not i can't judge really okay yeah, but from your but from your from your perspective it's yeah. coming through the speakers it, it, it was, was a six it was quiet it was quiet yeah and lewis um, for the for the first ten minutes and the last ten minutes, you'd give that atmosphere probably a seven. But for everything in between, I'd probably give it a five. It was like you say, Bill. The goal properly knocked it out of, not the stuffing out of everybody, and it did go quite flat at times, especially in the first half. But bookended by some of our best um, fan performances. Oh yeah, <laughs> of course. So they, they, but that's the best way, isn't it? Like you know, people only remember <laughs> sort of normally the beginning and the end. Like you know, especially if you're reading a book, you think that's a great ending, wasn't it? Like you know, so which is all yeah, absolutely. A, yeah. Yeah. yeah, give us a score out of ten. An overall score, I'll give you a six. Okay, six out of ten. And for me, I mean, the atmosphere, I mean, I had a bit of a mad day, as you probably may or may not know. And I was uh, I was actually invited on to, to Friday Night Football and I met Jamie Carragher and uh, uh, Gary Neville. And they said to me, right, right, OK, Bill, we're going to meet you. Where you gonna? I said, where are you going to meet me? They said, we're going to meet you at a bus stop outside Keybridge Station. I went, no, you're having a laugh, aren't you? And I said, no, we're not. Honestly, we're really up for doing this bus stop thing. And I was like, oh, no, no, this is going to be really cheesy and like that. But I met them and uh, before the match, both of them are completely bonkers. They, they really are. They're like the same as they are. <laughs> off camera as they are on camera i mean the production team they've got about sort of five or six of the production team and cameramen and people are holding your bags and stuff like that and literally i could see that they, they, they must be sort of chasing after them just trying to sort of keep them on on track and keep them in tow because literally they were like all over the place left and right joking around here there there but they're professionals so they knew what they're doing so when came to the camera coming on they did it they did their lines they went off and they did their thing and they were totally vibey they lovely took a photograph of me and my daughter and, the, and my daughter's friend bella the two bella as well as well so really nice like that so that was quite good doing that before the match which is quite funny outside queue the bus stop in Hounslow you'll see it on social media I'm sure on besotted social media and my Billy the Me social media and Instagram and everything like that so that was quite good fun uh, and so the, the glow beforehand was buzzing I have to say you know it was great to meet anything is possible who came up from the south coast and we had lots of beers with them before the game as well so like I said check them out AIP.media but they were there on the night out sort of like Christmas drink up like they were doing so yeah that was great meeting those guys as well so cool the game itself we've talked about that atmosphere it was okay i thought it could have been better but the last 10 minutes really made up for it it really did because we really needed the win and we weren't getting the win and the fact is that the fact that we turned it around got that goal but we really thought we felt that we really wanted it you could feel that the fans and the players were like really winning that ball into the back of the net and when we got that penalty and i was nervous and i don't get nervous with them things normally i was we were all nervous because it took a long time as well it really took a long time it's like god just get on with it like you know and he put the ball in the back of the net and it went berserk. And after that, you know, it went singing and, and the music and, you know, we on fire, whatever it is like, you know, it was it was phenomenal. So you're asking me to give a score out of 10. I'm going to pretend that the middle bit didn't happen. Right? <laughs> and I'm going to go straight in and say, oh, it's brilliant day and TV and never meeting Neville and afterwards. So I'm going to give that an eight 
out of 10, I think, for uh, for, 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 for the atmosphere fans. Way fans weren't great. I talked about that before. You know, they could have been better. And uh, afterwards, I, I must admit, I came out of the, the ground and we walked by, by the ground. And we don't normally bump into away fans in the way um, after the game for me to do the interviews because they go out a different entrance. But for the first time, we bumped into two Watford fans. And I thought, this is my opportunity to talk to Watford fans. But the look on their face, they looked like literally they were going to jump onto the M4. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I felt like sort of going up to them and just sort of saying, look, please, you know, it's it's only it's only a game, you know, it's the kind of thing that you shouldn't say to people because it's not the right thing to say. But they literally looked like they were gonna they were gonna slit their wrists. It was it was quite bad. I did feel actually a little bit sorry for them, uh, just a little bit sorry for them at the time. But anyway, so uh, like I said, eight out of ten. So I'm gonna go and we, as you know, we, we look on um, the infocom and we uh, try to find out what the fairness factor is going to be. So I'm going to ask you, Lewis, give us your fairness factor of that game and why. I think that that was a fair result. Um, I We had the lion's share of the first 20 minutes. And then once we got a goal back, um, there was really only one team in it. Um, Watford didn't do enough with their lead. Um, they were very ineffective um, when they were leading. And so I, I, do, I haven't checked out in for goal, I must be honest. But um, I do think that that's a fair result overall. I'd give us a fairness out of 100. Fairness factor out of 100, I would give that probably about 65. 65 okay i'll just let you know i mean i'm just throwing it in there because we're, we're all learning about the fairness factor. 65 means that it is very unfair actually just just to let you know so 65 oh, well, 85 85 there you go <laughs> not that i'm you know not like i'm prompting you to sort of kind of change your mind or anything like that but maybe you and liberal you and liberal need to go to fairness school actually you know fairness classes <laughs> <laughs> you i will know. do my homework next time and yeah. i will come back with a more uh accurate score very much thank you very much Gemma. Uh, <laughs> um look I'm a firm believer that any any uh, result that doesn't involve some kind of actual controversy is a fair result. But um, I think this was okay, like fair-ish. Um, I think if you take who was going to create the chances and who could have won, I think probably we we definitely uh, would have been the one that would win on balance. But most of that game, it was a draw game, uh, and I think. You know, Watford probably did enough to be able to not expect, but feel like they should have got a point out of it. Um, and I'm not sure we necessarily, over the course of the game, did enough to maybe expect three points out of it. Uh, so I'm going to go bang in the middle of, of, of fair and not fair in my head. So 75% for me. 75% for Gemma. And for me, I mean, I my reasoning was the fact that, you know, I thought that, you know, they scored a goal and I can't remember any other chances that they had. They sort of kind of had, you know, fairly, I mean, maybe one other decent chance. I thought I thought that we created a lot of chances, particularly, I said, in, in, the, in the second half, but, you know, the goalkeeper saved and everything like that. So for me, I was thinking, yes, we won, but I thought that actually maybe should have won a little bit more. So for me, I was thinking it was fair. Um, uh, it was a fair result, but I thought it should have been, we should have won more. So I thought it should have been fairer. So I've actually gone in at 80% is what I've gone in because I thought that maybe, you know, if it was 3-1 or 4-1, you know, then, you know, we would have got the 90 or 95%. So that's where it's at. So just to let you know, the fairness factor was actually counted as 93, which means that it was a pretty fair result. Just from an XG point of view, Brentford 2.04 and uh, Watford 0.72. We had a penalty, obviously, which is 0.8. So take that away. We're like 1.5 in the chance that we created. We created one, you know, two, well, obviously the penalty and one massive chance, which is a goal as well. And then also we created also 
so other lesser chances, but in the area, probably about six or seven or eight sort of lesser chances in the area, less than 10% chances in the area, plus some from outside the area. Watford, other than the goal, they had one big chance in the area and then maybe two lesser chances in the area, but they didn't create very much. So in that respect, you know, you could see that, you know, Brentford definitely deserve to get the result you know um and and it was a fair result so this is all good but listen let's have a little bit of a league recap because this is quite i quite like doing this at this stage actually so just looking at the league table brentford are in ninth place we've got played 16 games we're on 20 points uh the same as brighton and hove albion who obviously have played a game less than us because we played on the friday night so they got 20 points as well but we're in ninth place as well and uh like i said to you we are um wolverhampton are in eighth place and 21 Arsenal 23 and 7th place and Manchester United who we're playing on Tuesday night are 24 you know 24 points in uh, in 6th place you know so we're 3 points behind Man United 4 points behind Man United which is quite mad looking down as we do um Burnley are in 10th uh in in 18th place uh, with uh, 10 points so we're in effect we are 10 points above Burnley at the moment they play the game less than us as well and Watford who we beat actually in one plate above the playoff or the relegation spot they're in uh, 17th place with 13 points so we're actually seven points above Watford and that's quite a healthy gap in the Premier League when you're talking about you know mind the gap and actually you know looking down rather than looking up um, are you I'm going to ask a silly question are you happy with that Gemma? Uh, yes, yes, I'm very happy with it. <laughs> yeah. um, I think as well, it, you know, ninth right now, you think, okay, well, we've played the extra game. But actually, if you look around us, you know, Brighton aren't playing now because their game was postponed, wasn't it? Uh, you've got Wolves and Villa, both got tough games this week. Um, they've got, you know, City and Liverpool. We've got a decent chance of still being ninth at the end of the weekend as well. And what a fitting that is. Wow. You know, and, and and I think that comfort, comfort's not the right word, but that uh, lack of real driving worry about relegation, say, um, I can feel it in myself because I'm looking around that are mid-table rivals, not looking at the relegation rivals. And I think that that says a lot about what this team look like when they play, the fact that they're still getting points where half of them injured. Um, it's a really encouraging time. I'm I'm well happy. Mm. Lewis, I mean, just that, that must make you feel play. I mean, you, did you think that we're going to be here coming into Christmas in the top 10? Uh, no. Do you know what? I thought, I, I really thought we'd be in the relegation mix for most of the season. Um, to be ninth coming into the, the Christmas run up is fantastic. And, it, you know, you touched on it earlier, Bill. Watford are on 13 points. If they'd have won, we would have been sucked right into that relegation model. Um, and as it is, we've got clear blue water. Um, and it, it sets us up really nicely. That's right. So listen, I'm just going to ask you to give us a summing up, just what your thoughts are. Maybe the thoughts of, you know, when you, you know, TV coming back because some people were at the game on Friday night, so they haven't heard what people are saying on TV. So just give us a summing up about that match and just where we are and just how you're feeling. Gemma. Uh, summing up for me um, is, is pretty simple. Pontus scores three points. Difference between being one point away from Watford and seven is absolutely huge. Uh, can't be anything other than happy. Um, and as for TV, uh, everybody loves us. I think it'd be interesting on uh, Tuesday because, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're Neville's favourites right now. But uh, that's what they're saying about us, isn't it? Everybody's second favourite team until we beat your first favourite. So 
maybe change his mind next week, but I doubt it probably. We'll have to see. Listen, let's just take every uh, every day as it comes, as you say, or every match as it comes. Um, summing up from you, Lewis. Um, it wasn't pretty, but it's a very, very good result. And it's a very important result. And I think we will look back on it at the end of the season as an important result. Um, and it's it's just great to be going into facing Man United next Tuesday, um, where we are. We, we're riddled with COVID, we're riddled with injuries, but we're in a fantastic place and we're full of confidence. Right, OK. And for me, my summing up is... Um... Well, we just be brilliant. <laughs> no, no. I mean, well, actually, yeah, that's it. I'm done. No, no. I mean, my summing up is that, listen, I think we, we just need to let them do their thing. Thomas knows what they're doing. I think that they, you know, I was very nervous going into this game, but I think that we we are, we are we, we've got a very good base. Also, the other thing is that I was thinking about this and I was thinking, you know, we, we think, oh, Roslev shouldn't be playing and, you know, we need somebody else in, but... Tell you something, these players playing in these games, they're getting themselves some really, really good experience, you know, in playing in this league. And for us, all we need to do is we need to stay in this division. Then all of a sudden, what you've got is you've got players who have played against Man United and they've had battles against Watford and Burnley in this division in the in, next season. So whether or not these players are in the squad, you know, in the in in, in, in starting lineup, whether they're they're on the bench they're actually going to become really valuable players for us. So, listen, we can't knock games like this. We can't knock them playing. And also, they've put a real shift in. And you can see at the end how much it really meant. I mean, you know, it was the old lap of honour, which is like we'd won the FA Cup again, like, you know what I'm saying? And the fans. So, for me, you know, I think the summing up is we are, we're there and we're doing a really good job and we can relax a little bit as fans and enjoy the Christmas because at the end of the day, listen, if we lose to Man United, you know, even if we lose to Southampton, listen, we still know that we've done a really good job considering the players that we've got missing. So anyway, this has been great. Listen, different team out here. We had to out Laney because I think Laney may have had a few too many beers last night. So we couldn't wake up early enough to actually get himself out and about on the weekend review. What I'm going to say to you, first of all, Gemma, I hope you get very well very soon. And anybody else who's out there who's isolating and has got COVID or any flu or anything like that, get yourselves well very soon. And like I said to you, hopefully the bees have wormed your cockles, as they say. So anyway, my name is Billy Grant and I am here. I've just done the weekend review. Don't forget it comes to you by anything is possible aip.media as well and don't forget if you like what we're doing buy us a beer besotted.com forward slash beer thank you for every much for everybody who has actually bought us a beer and again people keep coming up to us in the stadium last night and say they love the podcast really really appreciate it thank you big thumbs up to you um big up yourselves as they say um don't forget to give us a review actually we're going to we're going to write another we're going to tell you another review actually of one guy that reviewed us on itunes which actually made me laugh actually he was very unhappy with uh with the way we're going you know talking about women and you know taking the knee and stuff like that he was very unhappy we'll talk about his review actually on wednesday because that made me chuckle like you know he's, he's, yeah. but other than that like i said to you we've got in the house Gemma the gem hey yes <laughs> she's happy as well <laughs> We got, Lu- we got Lewis Holmes the Bee. Up the bees, Billy. <laughs> up the bees, up bees. My name is Billy Grant. I'm very happy. We've got point. We've got three points. We've done that. We go to we've got to play Watford. We've got to be Man United. We've got no hundred who's coming. We've got people that's ill, but we've got people that doesn't matter because we've got a great team. As we say, come on. Come on, you bees. You bees. You bees. <laughs>
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.